if you follow our show closely, that we've been discussing the word called democracy for so long. On one hand, today, given the fact that geopolitical change is rather complicated, so that's why it complicates the matter, even the discussion regarding the word democracy. But on the other hand, we talked about this before. Too many countries today are ruling by the military power. Of course, the drawbacks of taking by the military power is to lose the value of democracy, particularly on the continent of Africa. But in this episode, we need to bring one country uniquely into our conversation, which is the country of Gabon. Again, the question we need to ask, what is the correlation between democracy and the nation of Gabon today? And why are the citizens actually, get this, celebrating the removal of the current president and believe that by taking such measure, the value of democracy shall be well-preserved and protected for the bigger picture. Is this really the case? How complicated is the political and also this economic system today in the nation of Gabon? And also, what about the coup? And not too long ago, it seemed like to be the good news that this nation finally is able to be back on track. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's my great honor to invite our distinguished speaker, again, who is Scott Morgan. Scott has been the president of Red Eagle Enterprises since its inception in November 2012. He uses his experiences from serving in the U.S. military to address various projects. And of course, he is a special uh, expert in U.S. policy towards Africa, focusing on security, domestic, and international policies. Well, brother, and welcome back to The Missing Piece. Thank you, Will, for having me. Scott, I want to get started. Let's just ask the very simple question. What is happening as you and I were speaking right now in the nation of Gabon? And again, based on this research and also based on the latest news, that it looked like the current president has been removed by the military power, but uniquely the reaction from the citizens today, they're actually celebrating the removal instead of fighting against the opposition. Help us with the fundamental information. What is going on today in the nation of Gabon? What has happened in Gabon is the situation there is the latest in a series of controversial elections in Africa. You know, President Bongo, whose family has been running Gabon for 55 years, ran for a third term. And then they have the polls, then they shut down the Internet. So no one could independently verify who won the election. But however, Albert also, who was the opposition candidate, actually issued a statement yesterday stating that he won and he called for Bongo to resign. You know, and the information has been slow to come out of Gabon since the election on, election on Friday. And so now we're, the situation is, is this early this morning, news comes out, Bongo's won re-election. That did not sit well with a lot of people, including the military. Now that you, you see President is under house arrest, President Bongo, I mean, there has been video of the head of the presidential guard actually walking or roaming the streets of Libreville being 
congratulated by the population. Mm-hmm. And this is after, you know, and this is after the president called upon the population to go out in the streets and make noise to show their displeasure with what's going to be going on. This is a case where the people are not upset that Bungle's been arrested and overthrown. They're happy that this event has taken place. Sometimes in Africa, leadership's defined by not what you do in power, but by how long you stay in power. Mm-hmm. Whether sometimes if you can be ruthless, like former President Mugabe in Zimbabwe, or you could actually be a good leader working for the benefit of all your citizens, like the late President Mandela of South Africa. But there are other factors at play here that people will be interested in. Well, but Scott, interestingly, again, I want to pick up the statement that you just made. By removing the current president of Gabon, people are actually happy with the decision. And that's number one. Number two, as you mentioned before, Gabon, the family, again, we call it a dynasty, if we put it in a modern term, has been ruling the nation more than 60 years. So help us with better understanding. What is the impact of this political career or the political path under this generation or under this current leader? So in other words, why people are so... I guess the word joyous or even celebrating the removal of this person. Is this a dictatorship style or is this an authoritarian style or completely we're turning this country back to not normalcy, but into chaos? Help us with a better understanding. Well, you have to remember the Bongo family came to prominence because the Bongo the father of the current president actually served in the French military and he was actually serving, you know, as actually serving as vice president when the previous president died from, died from illnesses in the Spanish hospital. So now we are in a position where the Bongo family ascends into power and never relinquish it until 2023. So in that instance, the Japanese people are ecstatic. We finally have a change, not just in changing government, you know, not just a change in government per se from like one party to another. We're having a change because another, this family is no longer calling the shots. And some, I've often said this in some, some interviews that when it comes to domestic politics in Africa, all politics are tribal, Mm. you know, like how we're taught in the West. Sometimes all politics are... So that is another dynamic we're seeing here is, you know, they have the people on the ground have an opportunity to see change. And it appears that, you know, Gabon follows the democratic processes, you know, yes, we will let you vote, Mm. but pretty much we decide the candidates, you don't. Mm. You know, there would be like what we would call token oppositions or loyal oppositions. As you know, for decades, the Bongo family has had a domineering presence in Gabonese politics. And as of this morning, August 20, August 30th, that has been brought to a screeching halt. Mm. And so now Gabon is in a transition phase. 
But meanwhile, Scott, let's talk about another concept that, if I'm not mistaken, based on the latest news, that back in 2003, Bungle actually abolished the presidential term limits in this country. So in other words, this is basically the milestone for someone like him to, uh, his determination was to rule the nation for the entire life. So that's why he changed the constitution. He abolished the presidential term limit. And meanwhile, people also argue that this country today, it's suffering tremendously because of political corruption and also this unemployment rate is also alarming so again let's go back to the question is this i mean are these the reason that for people couldn't wait for the removal of the bungle family or of this bungle as a president because people want to see change. People want to see the the lower rate of the unemployment. And also, people would love to get rid of this political corruption. I mean, am I right on any of this? So, w- w- what what are the major concerns for the Gambonese at this moment? You're right about that, you know. As long... I wouldn't use the word corruption. I would probably... I think cronyism is a better word. Hmm... You know, being a friend of the president or the presidential family does have its perks in several African countries. But as you know, the issue of term limits, you know, that has been an issue of controversy in several African countries, you know. You know, in our previous discussion, we talked about Mackie Sal in Senegal, who, where the ruling, his ruling party planned for him to run for a third term, third mm. term but he decided not to. And this decision was actually made before the before the coup in Niger. So people always talk about how they want to see democratic ideals mm. spread throughout Africa, take root, take root and, and grow. They don't often realize that how often democracy can be messy. It you know, it's democracy is more than just having an independent media which was shut down before the election. They actually, like two days before the before the actual coup, they suspend, They actually suspended French media, French-speaking media outlets from from Europe that were covering the election. Covering the election, they were suspended and forced off the air. You know, that's one thing we're going to find out. Will those will that will that be will those stations be allowed to come back on the air? That's going to be the first test for the. And you know, and with the elect, any electoral commission will probably have to be redone because before a week before they actually had the polls, they came up with a new day and they introduced a new rule mm. that a candidate for the national some for the national legislature, every vote that 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 candidate got would be transferred to their, their automatically would be transferred to their candidate for president. There were at least 13 parties that fielded the candidate for president, but not for the national legislature. Mm. So basically, those were thir- so those 13 campaigns were actually sabotaged, for lack of a better term. And it was, and in the view of some people, the actions of the electoral commission were rubber stamping another bundle victory. 
So some of the democratic institutions that we often look forward to as guardians of democracy failed. One was that, and it was like sabotaged by the Bongo family were the root causes for that. Hmm. Scott, let's talk about the country of Gabon for a second. We know, as we mentioned before, the continent of Africa is rather rich in natural resources. And of course, in addition to beautiful uh, sightseeing spots, and of course, we'll look at those colonial histories, etc. You are the expert on the nations of Africa. Let's talk about the country of Gabon. What are the rich natural resources that makes the, uh, make the country so appealing and so attractive for international business or for international reasons? So in other words, I, I guess political reason is one thing, but economic stability or economic development continues to dominate the conversation. So how should we evaluate and also assess the natural resources in the country of Gabon. And what do you say to that? The first way I can answer that is a three-letter word, oil or mm. petroleum. Petroleum accounted for 40% of Gabon's most recent GDP, and it was 70% of their exports. And its location near the equator on the west coast of Africa you know, makes it important for shipping and transportation. But as you know, there have been several moves as well. Um, Gabon recently had shut down its border with the land-based portion of Equatorial Guinea due to a recent outbreak of Marburg in Equatorial Guinea. So that was a resource attention, something that people were started to pay attention to. But another thing that people about Gabon that many people have not realized is that several countries, notably France, you know, have used Gabon as a base where military trainers and private military companies have been used use it as a use Gabon as a base in their efforts to support Paul Bia in Cameroon with his insurgencies, mm. you know, with the Amazonian insurgencies, whatever. And, you know, there have been, you know, and that is, that is another reason that, that we should actually start paying attention to, to with the situation in the Gulf of Guinea more is that, you know, Paul, Paul Bia, if he's, you know, he's announced, there's those plans for Bia to run for re-election again during the next Cameroonian elections. And that, and now you have to wonder, is Cameroon going to be the next domino to fall? Most of these countries that actually have issues like this, they border, one of the, one of the reasons is that they border a country which has had insurgencies. Um, you know, if you apply that rule to Cameroon, the, co the country's the country that matches this profile the best is actually Cameroon with their insurgencies. But as you know, the, and also going back to my previous thought, you know, with the Obiang family, it makes you wonder how about their hold on power, 
how long are they going to be able to maintain that now with activities in the region? Some people will say the removal of France in West Africa, the Sahel, and, in, and now in Gabon, it's leaving a vacuum. Mm. And nature will find something to fill it. Mm. And the Sahel, you know, we've actually seen as a combination of both the jihadist act, jihadist and Russian private and Russian private military companies Wagner. So, well, now we have to figure out what will fill the void of of the leadership in Go in Libreville. Hmm. Scott, I got two more questions before letting you go. Let's talk about going back to the word freedom. Again, I did a little bit of research before our conversation. Let's talk about the freedom of assembly. So based on the research today, that in the nation of Gabon, the freedom of assembly is limited. The government has repeatedly denied permits for meetings. Again, they've been using tear gas. Uh, they arrested demonstrators to disperse unauthorized gatherings. So Scott, again, Right now, at this moment, as we're speaking, the president has been removed by the military. And also, the word of democracy, or the concept of democracy, was under the major threat by the political power under the government. So, at this moment, what can we expect in order to see the country move forward? So, in other words, whoever is the next president... Are there going to be more issues, more challenges when it comes to democracy, when it comes to a fair election, and when it comes to uh, uh, stability, economically stability or political stability? What is the path from here? That's a great question. That would be determined, I would say, by the junta and how they define what the the next phase or what the phase towards the next election will look. You know, how how long are they willing to retain power? how fast they can schedule new elections. I seriously doubt they'll let the Bongo family be a candidate for them. Mm. So that is one thing to look at it. And if the Junta will do themselves well when they actually, as they actually re reorganize the government to be more inclusive, to let more opposition supporters in, because, you know, the population, they're happy about the removal of Bongo. But then the, the problem is, is, do you replace one despot with another? Because mm. that will make the coup count. That can make these this event counterproductive. Another thing is, it's going to be how people react. Because one of the one of the prevailing thoughts in the U.S. State Department, and in some cases the EU, is that all coups are bad. <laughs> Sometimes coups have to be done as a last resort because. That is the only alternative left, especially, you know, with an entity that has been known to rig elections like the bongos in Gabon. So if the democratic process does not work, then you're left with either armed rebellion or launching a coup, you know, using violence. And they have a tendency to be more messy than uh, than elections. Brother, I want to wrap up our conversation by asking you the last question. Again, very simple. As we mentioned before, what is happening in one country has direct impact upon the world. 
Because again, we're looking, uh, we're living at this rather complicated system, politically and also economically. So what is happening in the nation of Gabon, either serves as a reminder to other countries around us, or it could serve as a, I guess, a warning to any other dicta uh, dictatorial countries, authoritarian nations, etc. So at this moment. How do you think the international community should react to what is happening in Gabon today? So, in other words, is it high time that the international community step in and provide offer, provide assistance, even provide political consultation to help the country? Or we should leave the country as the way it is. Ultimately, it's a domestic issue. It shall no, no longer be treated as an international crisis. Your final thoughts. I would say this, Gabon's situation, this is an internal matter being played out on a grand on the grand stage of international politics. We've actually seen China state that they're concerned about the safety of Bongo, as has France. Italy has already called for dialogue between the junta and the president. So basically, you know, the world wants to see how the transition goes because the transition period is going to be the most important period and hopefully this potential transition will work out better than what we've seen mm. in mali in guinea in Burkina faso and currently in niger i think that's going to be a very good lesson and again as we mentioned before what is happening in one country it's not isolated by anything because the whole world is watching how each country's political movement and also this economic uncertainty continue to make noises around the world well ladies and gentlemen it's my great honor again to speak to scott morgan scott has been the president of the red eagle enterprises since its inception in november of 2012 He's based in Washington, D.C., and he specializes in U.S. foreign policy towards the continent of Africa. Well, brother, thank you so much for your insights, and it's been a pleasure speaking to you, and I would love to have you back on the show as we continue to follow not just the nation of Gabon, but also other neighboring countries regarding the geopolitical change and also this economic planning. So thank you so much for doing this.